Back is MAC on the Rock and Key Biscayne, WSQF 94.5 for a cameo appearance by Henry the Pebble Pedrosa. <laughs> Henry Pedrosa, what's up? Aren't you like pissed off that everybody's coming after our boy Trump with coronavirus, Black Lives Matter, every single freaking minority who wants to be drunk in a car thinks they can fight with cops and then wonder why they're getting lead in their head? I mean, come on, man. We can say these things on Blink Radio here and Blink Radio Key Biscayne, 94.5. You want to listen to us on live stream, WSQFradio.com. Check us out live stream worldwide. What's up, Henry? Well, Manny, first of all, thank you very much for the opportunity to come on your uh, second radio. Yes. Uh, well, I don't want to totally deny the existence of the virus. The virus is true. People are dying. People have died. My neighbor. My neighbor so passed away. It is, there is validity to it. However, the, uh, all evidence seems to show that it's been an orchestrated virus. You mean bioterror from China? Like, yeah, I like Trump so. would say, I believe it's so. from it's China. The, it's the Wuhan virus. I mean, yeah. isn't it pretty gross that Americans can't even capture that when you and I, being American, born in the United States to Cuban parents, watched how the Castros killed our dissidents with... Dengue and cholera, which are viruses. Well, I mean, come on, man. Well, it's, it's so obvious. Of, it's such communist bioterrorism. It's not even funny. Well, it's all left-wing denial. That is what it is. Yeah, I mean, cognitive dissonance. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's easier to say no. It wasn't. It was just an accident. Yeah, I, I don't think anything like this. There's no such thing as co- coincidence when you're dealing in geopolitics. Um, I think it's all been orchestrated. I think it's all. What do you think China's benefit was? China's benefit was to sink the American economy. And what's and the benefit? The benefit? I mean, that sounds obvious in and of itself, well, but what they, really was the benefit? Well, you got to look Remember at the, you, the thin slice concept that we had today at lunch? You've got you've to look at the fact that culturally China doesn't take a short view of anything. They don't think in terms of five years, ten years, two years. Or, you got to speak much louder and or, bring that microphone much closer American, to you because the meter is barely yeah. moving. Or the American. It's not your way wife on the other side of the table. It's me. Or the American way of thinking that we think from quarter to quarter is uh, Wall Street. Well, I think capitalist. I think you're right. Yeah, quarter to quarter. Yeah, the uh, the Chinese think in terms of a thousand years. They think in terms of. Yeah, like dynasties. Yeah, they don't. Come on, can we at they least can long. we at least you know make it a hundred? Do you have to go a thousand? No, Jeez. I think they go for the long view. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Now, the reality is they are trying to take over the world. They are trying to be the superpower of the world, and they are they've done a bang up job. But does that mean that they want to erase us with well, as a world currency? Because I don't think that benefits not, the world. Not, not currently, until they can have the GDP to do it. Correct. Right now, they uh, they prefer the stability of the U.S. dollar. Uh, now, and then, you know that you know that's completely fictitious. That stability well, of course, thing. That's uh, yeah. Because the, the uh, full credit of it's the, gone the minute right. Trump leaves office. Well, of uh, five years from now. <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, Trump actually put a monkey wrench in their whole program. All right, he threw did. it right through the spokelers. Yeah, he really did. He really did put. Is a, it spokelers? Uh, did I just or mispronounce that? What's that? The uh, the spokes of a of a motorcycle. What's that called? The spoke. The spokes. So I said it right. Hub, the hub and the spoke, right? So the if spokes. you were to say multiple spokes, it's spokelers, or no? No spokes. Spokes. Yeah. 
Oh, so, so it spoke anyway. with a yes. That's that American Cuban thing. Right. Now, the uh, the fact is he did re, uh, reestablish the U.S. economy. He, he got everybody working. He got uh, uh, our GDP back up. He uh, cr- created that entire nationalistic populist uh, mindset of uh, that the hell was stabi- uh, stabilizing other nations. We're no, not going to do that anymore. None of this globalist concept of new world order or any of that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fly with Trump. Uh, he was America first, and he was emblematic. and he meant it, and he was emblematic of it. He became the symbol of American nationalism, and in modern uh, times, right? And, uh, and well, who would you, would you compare that to? Whom, uh, presidential wise? You'd have to go back to Abraham Lincoln, or possibly even George Washington. Jace. Yeah, you'd have to go back. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd go that far back. Yeah, because I, I really can't remember. Thomas uh, uh, Jefferson, perhaps, and, you know, if you want to bring it up a little. No, bit. I think the guy who started the modern was Ronald Reagan, without the majorities in the House or the Senate. Well, Ronald. And Reagan. I think Americans have got to realize now that you got me on this rabbit hole here. People have got to realize, folks. The reason why the Republicans act the way they do is they have political Stockholm syndrome. They don't even know how to lead because they haven't been in the majority in filibuster-proof fashion since 1911. Think about that. We haven't struggled either. We've been, we've been. Yeah, partying on the no. We've been victimized by our own prosperity or our presumed prosperity. You're talking about as a nation or as, as a party? As a culture, as an American culture. Okay, so that, that's including even the, those writing now. We are <laughs> not the Americans that crossed the continent. In well, you and I wagons. are. You and I are. Well, we are. Our parents crossed the straight road for us to be born well, free. We are my. I tell that to people all the time. I'm not like you you gringos who were born here ex- assuming a president's going to come every four years. I came here knowing flat out, my parents told me, if you don't take care of this, this is already your second country. We fled so you could be free, but you better fight for this freedom and that they gave us. I, I my parents are like, uh, my parents are like, like your parents. Trailblazers. Trailblazers. We, well, gutsy people. They yeah. abandoned their country to come to mm-hmm. freedom. Because they didn't want their kids to be sovereign to a state. Not too different from the America of long ago when you had the people crossing in covered wagons. We're yeah, World War II immigrants that fled Europe when when the Nazis lost their minds. Fighting off the Indians and uh, well, you're going way back because now you're talking malaria and and fighting off that stuff. uh, We're more we're more immigrants from Europe. Just. Across the Atlantic to discover this country. Yeah, but that was more of an exploration. We are leaving something. We are afraid of something, which is what Americans should be feeling right now. With these idiots that represent less than less than ten percent of our population, are burning our streets with their stupid unemployment mentality. They're ruining our countries. They just burned down in Wendy's the other day in Atlanta. They've looted all our cities, and they're funded by your Democratic Party. What you call it? Blue what? Act, Act blue, ACC blue. Act uh, blue. That's that stuff that pisses people off. It pisses me off. And if you're a liberal in this country, and you ignore that, and you're a registered Democrat, no, here in Key Biscayne, me, all the way down the Palmetto Bay, you know and you're not listening to Henry more. and I, shame yeah. on you because you guys are smart as hell, and you don't get a terrible candidate. You have a terrible policies, and Mark Levin said it best Sunday night: the Democrats cannot offer prosperity. You can't. Your policies have already been instituted. And they suck! Everything about your policies suck, including Social Security. Because you stole it from the wages of the American people. Well, the fact is the Democrats are no longer Democrats in our 
Uh, what what are they? They're leftists. No, they they're not. They're, no, they're not. They are leftist communists. They are, they are demo-commies. Well, demo versions of communism, the party of government. You know, I I know good conservatives. I remember when they used to accuse me of hyperbole. I know I know conservatives with a sense of humor. I know conservatives that are happy. And I know even liberals that are happy and are good people. I don't know a single good leftist. They don't have... Well, they killed them. John F. No, Kennedy. they don't. They, I don't even think he was that. <laughs> well, he blew he it for us. A, uh, he He's a, the one who forces us over here. Political animal. I'm, I'm sorry if that offends he, anyone. Yeah, he was. He definitely uh, was eloquent in the way he destroyed our our the Cuba's. Only thing good uh, he did was lower taxes. I'm I'm sure he was pressed by the Republicans. Well, yeah, he acted like a Republican at the time. Right. And I don't know if the Republicans were that conservative um, that he was able right. to. Uh, you know, this is what Mark Levin said, by the way. Here you go. Association, the American Federation of Teachers. They are tied at the hip with the Democrat Party. Barack Obama was one of the most outspoken and ardent opponents of school choice. Quality schools to send their kids rather than the school down the street. Huge human and civil rights issue. Basic education. The media are not behind it. Hollywood's not behind it. The Democrat Party, like so often in our history, is this is Dr. Carol Swain. As you can see, I'm not kidding when I say Democrats. If you're a Democrat and you hear this voice and you're standing on your head because you find me to be like a hyperbolic conservative, it's true. I am. But I'm also right. I'm right of right. I realize what communism is. It's insidious. It's pernicious. And it creeps up behind you and it lies to you while it's stealing from you in form of Social Security that they tap into to balance a budget. The income tax when they charge you on your labor wages. When the Supreme Court clearly said in 1896 that labor wages are not to be included in income derived. So what do they do? They find a way to get around that by fraudulently passing the income tax. And guess what? A Republican suggested they do it this way. Howard Taft and the idiot Theodore Roosevelt, who everybody seems to love all the time when he was the first freaking progressive. To quote Karl Marx, it's to all according to their needs and from all according to their ability. That's exactly the... the, the Plain Marxist. and simple. Yes. They'll lie to you however they have to in order to get you to believe something that just is not and true. they'll take from those to give to those. You know, it's, it's, it's the whole concept of this justice versus anything that they put, any word that they put in front of it. Whether it's economic justice, in other words, Black Lives Matter, but not the blacks in Chicago. There's no such thing <laughs> as any kind of justice with an adjective in front of it. There's only justice. There's justice. Their justice. Ju no, there's only justice. Justice is you get what you deserve. Oh, no matter what. Social justice is you give people that don't deserve something by taking it away from those who do. That is social justice. And it's been 100 years That's of that. That's economic justice. That's racial justice. That's social security. It, it, there's, <laughs> there's only 
justice. People don't everything realize else, that. You know, when they, give you, when they write you a check for Social Security, forget that they took it from you while you were working. You know how many people look at me like, I want my Social Security, I earned it. No, no you, you didn't. didn't. They stole it from you. Not <laughs> only that. I mean, when... First of you didn't all, earn so, anything. Social, they stole it from you. They gave it back to you. Big deal. Well, here's the thing. While the dollar's worth you, you less. Really, you really you really didn't. Because, honestly, when Social Security was developed during the Roosevelt Yeah, it was supposed to be supplemental. Yeah, well, They knew that was a lie. Well, here's the thing. The life expectancy at the time was 60, but you didn't get to collect it until you were 65. All right? <laughs> All right. So most people didn't get to collect it. Now you Plus also it wasn't had, enough built up, so they rigged it no, that way. But you had five contributors for every recipient. Now you have eleven recipients for every one contributor. How does that? I mean, this is math, guys. This is not. Well, wow, that's a huge number. Yes. Eleven to one. Yeah. Wow. It's, co- the, it's been completely more than turned around. No, so, not to mention people are having less children, so there's no one to pay only, for it. Not only that, the money's been mismanaged. It's well, been this is what I was telling you about the, synth thin slicing. See, you leave it just at that, and I see something more pernicious, as I've written in my book. There's a there's a uh, there's a word I um, got accepted into Urban Dictionary. We're a bunch of left wing hack freakazoids. The majority of the words are slang words that have to do with being drunk and being screwed and being taking drugs and you know stupid mm-hmm. ghetto kind of stuff. But it's the only choice I have. It's not like I can convince Webster to put it in their dictionary. And I'm, hey, Merriman, can you put this word? I believe my word is has validity because I came up with a word in 2011 or 12 when I was writing the book. And it's called the progressive virus. I had no idea coronavirus was coming. But it's in the dictionary. If you want to go to the Urban Dictionary, put the word progressive virus. You'll see that my definition's there. And... The reason it's the basis why the liberalism is a political bipolar disorder, and I invented that too, political bipolarity, you know, psychological bipolarity. I kind of stole that in a way from someone who didn't name, give it a name, but he definitely associated with bipolarity. He was a shrink. His name is Lyle Lassiter, and he said that when I investigate people's uh, psychological abnormalities, I uh, did this for the goodness of their futures as a paid clinician. But oftentimes I would have to testify on behalf of the prosecutors in my career, and I saw the similarities of my clients with the criminal element. They were both bipolar. Kind of what you're saying, you want to receive something that you haven't earned from someone who has earned. But he takes it to a step further, and then I flipped after, you know, delving into his work, The Liberal Mind, The Madness of 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 the Liberal Mind, was the name of his book. I realized, wait a minute, I'm going to put an even better spin on this. Since I'm not a shrink, I can go ahead and say this. And he didn't want to really go there. He didn't want to call the politics a psychological abnormality, where I'm more than happy to say that. I believe liberals are politically bipolar because they drive down the birth rate of the very self-reliant class of citizen they need to fund their programs they advocated so strongly for. Today, we're living that. It's suicidal. When Social Security was first being developed, they assumed in the census, that we were going to have three to four to five, definitely more than three children per family. Why the 50s showed that? It's a snake eating its own tail. Now, people don't even have one because of no-fault divorce that they supported, child support and alimony that they supported, feminism that uh, wrote the white paper for no-fault divorce they were supporting, uh, minimum wage they supported, obviously 
attributed and the reason the reasoning behind high taxes all these social programs. Mm-hmm. Social Security, they supported. The freaking Civil Rights Act and all the great society programs that, that funded poverty and expanded it. Done guess what? How many women have the second child of their divorce after the first child? Hello? Mm-hmm. How many people get married again and start having children again? Not the majority of people. So today we have negative birth rates. And guess well, who else has negative birth rates? Well, that's the, the Europeans. That's why they rely on a uh, on immigration. They need to have a constant influx of poor. Poor people. Right. Yeah, unskilled people from from right. the the they ship the ship hole countries. It's their pipeline. That's how they And we have to include our people now there too because after 6 years, 60 years of Cuban communism, yeah. we're a ship hole oh, too. Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Now I'd like to introduce another theory. Well, that actually, I, it's not my theory. I stole it, actually, or I'm actually borrowing it from Dennis Prager. Who Are I'm, you going to return it to him? Yeah, no. Because no. Dennis okay. got, uh, I received uh, a handwritten note from Dennis. I love Dennis. And, I, his, I, and his hieroglyphic I, handwriting. Well, Dennis is a, That's why a I think it was man. him. He's actually a very good man. And articulate. Yes, and well-spoken and, and absolutely brilliant. Um and loves his country he, because he, he's a he, Jewish man who was allowed to uh, develop his skills and, and grow made, up free. And he actually majored at Columbia in Soviet studies. <laughs> he survived that. Yeah. No, 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 because he wanted to know the, know the enemy. Mm-hmm. That was the idea. Right. Now, the thing but is. But you still have to survive it. Right. Well, <laughs> he, uh, he. Just like posts, our boy Ted Cruz that we talked he, about. He came up with this. Theory. I, I'm, he may have probably had it for many, many years, but he he actually vocalized it not so long ago. Where our way of thinking on on the right, let's say, uh, is it's counterintuitive to human nature. Uh, counterintuitive in the sense that you have you, you have human instinct. Human instinct is is basically the instinct to be taken care of, to 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 be protected, to be looked after, uh, like a baby. Like a child, the, an infant, when he cries in the middle of the night. He That's how the progressives taught us to yeah, think. He doesn't think, well, it's human nature to be that way. And that's why the leftist argument is such an effective one, all right? Because it falls back on human nature. The idea of being taken care of. The yeah, paternal. After, get rid of the, the dad from the house the so they can replace the, it. The, you can exactly, replace it with, with government. Whole, right. Whereas we on the right... We think in terms of our values, and our values are what? Prosperity, hard work, uh, success, uh, individual uh, individualism, uh, all this personal strife and risk to achieve a certain goal and to work your butt off, all right? Whereas it's not a, you know, it goes against human nature. Human nature is not that way. You have to cultivate that work ethic. You have to cultivate that. We had that as a country, and the left would have us lose it. And they're being, when do you think we lost that? You I have think, a date. You I have think, a date for I that. Think, sadly enough, while well intended, perhaps, I think the civil rights movement had something to do with it. So you go 50s, 60s. Yeah, I, I go back there. I think Martin Luther King time. Yeah, I, and and again, it was well intended, and maybe there was a lot of justification for it because of the inequality and the racism that was pervasive throughout the society, particularly in the South. But it went too far because what you did with, for example, affirmative action, 
you've basically dumbed down the 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 quality of of education throughout the country in order to appease and be more inclusive to those less fortunate. And now what you've done is you've created an entire educated, less fortunate class where everyone being... Uh, okay, so but why do you call it taken too far if it isn't what I believe it to be? It, it never solved the problem. It didn't solve the problem. It actually created a bigger problem. Bigger problem, which is progressive virus. Well, it's the bigger problem of... Create having, a larger problem it, than the one you intended to pass. Just, it's not just that. Just sticking to the idea of education... You've made us less competitive on a global scale. Because How about you made us um, uh, more dumb? That's the and that's what the, the thing. and you learned this today. What made us more dumb? What made us more dumb is uh, a son. You could have flunked the exam. Yeah, the multiple uh, choice multiple ex- choice exam. But you got to say it up to the audience because right. they don't know that. Well, I make a claim in my book called "The Fiscals" that the pro- the progressive virus was enabled to politically uh, undermine. The, the, the natural instinct of perfecting your skill and your craft and, and raising the ship around all your sphere of influence, make everybody better around you by improving, uh, improving your craft, because you're really not really good at anything unless you can teach it. And if you can't teach someone what you already know, you're not really good at it. So I believe the progressive vibe was established by the multiple choice exam. I think it ruined American society, American schools. Dr. Yuli... Um, first incorporated the multiple choice exam by bandoozling the Department of Army to convince them that new draftees would take this exam and we'll know where to put them in the military for World War I. Guess what? Cost about a million dollars back then. This, I believe it was, I can't remember. I wrote the date in my book. I'm going to go ahead and say 1918, something like that, right around the Communist Revolution, or more or less that kind of stuff. We don't go into the war until 20-something, right? World War One? No, nineteen seventeen actually. Seventeen was World War One. Okay, so that makes sense. That eighteen is the reason why I wrote it in my book. Because I knew it was to is to facilitate draftees. And it failed miserably. It failed miserably. But guess what? The educators said, "Oh, this is easy to grade. This will move kids along in classes." Notice how they put us in school based on age, not based on capacity. All one first graders go in the first grade at the same time. Move them along. Well, what better way to move a kid along in school than the multiple choice At exam? At the global level, you've created an academic underclass, okay? What you've done is reduce the quality of education throughout for all throughout the country, and you've made us less competitive. We have summer vacations here. In China, they go to school 12 months out of the year. They also have a culture where if you were to put a, if you're a student and you got bad grades, You've brought shame upon your entire family. You've lost face. One of our callers says it was 1914 and 1918, World War I. Okay. Well, that makes sense because the was income 19... tax was 13. Well, nineteen seventy. So before people get pissed Fed, off how right? much they've been ripped off, they send us in the war, that Woodrow Wilson campaigned in 1912 that he would never enter. <laughs> the first lie by the first progressive asswipe liberal Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I can say asswipe, by the way. So you, you can say asswipe, too. Oh, okay. Asswipe. Asswipe. (laughs) (laughs) It is a meal, man, you know? What the hell? Well, it's just, so anyway, so the education in the country has slipped so badly 
Sadly, my, my my wife is a chemistry teacher, and she's brilliant. She works hard. Oh, my God. Will she be offended that I can't stand the school system she works for? No, she's actually just as upset about it, but she depends on it, you yep. know, as we all do in the family. But uh, she's she she teaches AP chemistry, so her students would be the cream of the crop, uh, so to speak. And, uh, you know, she during this coronavirus period, she has a total of some 167 students that she teaches. Virtually. Vir- well, that's the thing. T- typically, her student body consists of 167 students. The last time they got together, there were 11 that showed up for the class. Oh, my God. Virtually. And they're all, they're all one they're all degree. They're all going to pass. They're all going to pass whether they're they went to class or not. pass, exactly. I remember my daughter doing so virtual school. How is this supposed to help our kids? It's not. They don't uh, care. The people are teaching our it's kids. Frustrating, my wife. They don't let the teach. Remember she's what? Caught Mrs. up in the system. She can't. She can't. Well, but do were you listening to Doctor Swain? What she said? She's afraid to teach mm-hmm. because she's got a Sunshine State standard she has to adhere to that she knows is not effective for everybody in that class. She knows better than everyone else in the whole freaking classroom. Mm-hmm. Sorry, class in the in the whole freaking school. What child needs more attention than the other? And right. guess what? She doesn't have the time well, or the, the case, method. In the case of AP, my wife, to a certain degree, has the ability to select. Yeah, because those kids students. are better. Right. They, she also gets a chance to select, uh, but not it's not. What all you the get time. to select? There are all these AP kids. So she gets students. She gets to look at their grades, and if these people are, are all are, they, they can they can be accepted yeah, in the AP class. Right. Exactly. So she gets a little bit of an advantage over you know standard curriculum, but. Uh, even so, like I said, out of 167 kids, 11 show up for the virtual for uh, the how Zoom. Is that, how is that going to work? How is that going to make them uh, get them ready? These are juniors in, in high school. How are they going to be able to handle college chemistry? How are they going to handle physics? They don't. They, they drop gonna... out in the third semester. Right. How how, how is that going to work? And how does you know that, what's really sad about what a does Bernie Sanders? What Think about that, what Bernie Sanders offering in free education. What is that actually saying to the child? What's it saying? It's saying that you can drop no out of classes. That you don't have to graduate. No You're not paying for this. Pay. There's no consequence. You're going to drop out of half your classes. It's free. No, it's, the, it's the saddest thing. That's the, the insidious, pernicious lie of the left. Paying someone's school is telling him, dude, it doesn't even matter if you, you're not going to finish this thing that you started. It doesn't matter. We're paying for it. We're going to run a check. What, are you going to tell me that the law, no, the law will only pay if they go four years? Okay. They still will drop out of classes, still go four years. You'll eventually pay for it, and they'll take twice as many classes to do four years worth of college. There's always a way around it. They'll get the degree out, granted. But they'll buy the damn degree because they've taken the class and withdrawn from it three times before they passed it. perfect example. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Leave her alone, man. She's good-looking. no, she's got. She's my favorite lefty. She's, she's hot. got teeth like Mr. Ed. I'm sorry. Come no. on, man. She's got beautiful hair. She's no, good looking. No, no. She's, she's a great waitress. She talks Maybe. a lot. Of, she talks a lot of night. Uh, yeah, she, she looks had, like a waitress. Right. She can make a good. But not one from Hooters. Anyway, <laughs> she makes a hell of a mojito. Mojito. And, anyway, but and look, she's confident as all hell, man. She lets her. Rubbish run out of her mouth like if it's going out of. She style. has a bachelor's degree in economics from Boston, from Boston University. Boston University. Economics of all the subjects that she could have possibly gotten a degree in. Yeah, so she believes that the rich somehow suppress the the poor. The least of. 
she managed. What does that to say? It was about to say about the Pell Grant. I would ask my money. I would get my money back. No, she didn't pay for that Pell Grant. Of course not. You got a Pell Grant for no, sure. No, I, I. And then we should all petition for her money back. Or we should just get rid of Pell Grants. Or get rid of Boston University. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, touche. <laughs> And there's nothing that's going to happen other than we're going to continue down this road. You find there to be a solution to this, because I have, of course, my solution. What would be your solution to any of this? Are we actually going to vote Pelosi out? She's up for re-election. Are we going to vote her out? Mm, she's not going to get out. No. She's, she's a She's fixer. a rubber stamp in. She's a There's fixer. actually a, someone, um, I saw that there was someone in uh, the primary Republican who's actually legit, a businessman. I'm gonna, and I'm he's gonna... got a better chance of getting pregnant than he does of getting <laughs> Pelosi out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what more do you have to say about that? Well, she's a fixture. She's got dirt on everybody. She's got the money bags uh, of Silicon Valley behind her, and there's no way that uh, they're gonna allow her to be relieved of her duties. Um. Okay, uh, I'm gonna read here. Nancy Pelosi, San Francisco attorney. San Francisco Attorney Shahib Batar on Friday will formally challenge Speaker Nancy Pelosi for the Democratic primary in California's 12th district, further illustrating the divide between the establishment and progressive Democrats. Oh, really? Batar, who challenged Pelosi in 2018, will officially announce her 2020 bid by filling out the paperwork in City Hall in San Francisco. How about that? So she doesn't, she's gonna. So she'll beat her, is what you're saying. I'll give you another for instance of the hypocrisy. Of he's the a left. he's a Pakistani. Oh, and I didn't even realize he was oh, a man. male. Batar, 44, is of Pakistani descent, emigrated to America's Midwest region from the United Kingdom, where he where he grew up as a child. He later moved to California in 2000, and he studied law at Stanford University. His campaign raised $300,000, including $50,000 in the month of November alone. Somebody's been putting something in his hookah. He's not going to take my... Well, would that be a blessing or what? Maybe this thing does it to her. I don't think so. Anyway, I'll give you another example of the hypocrisy. Oh, wait, look, in this article, go ahead and talk, but Cassio-Cortez is coming up. While Pelosi enjoys widespread support from the party's leadership, Batar said he is representative of a growing progressive voice within the party, one that is growing louder and louder with the elections of figures like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So he's Cortez. even further left. So he's left. <laughs> he's left of left. See what I mean? That's why you got to keep on reading these no, nonsense. Ben, you know, oh, what, uh, my God. This is March the 3rd. So I'll tell you what. Leave Stretch Pelosi where she is. So she won, oh, oh, she won handsomely already because right. uh, it was March the 3rd. Well... Uh, another example of the I wasn't the paying attention were you left. there's a very famous attorney in California by the name of Gloria Allred uh, okay but what I was insinuating why I googled this was the Republican challenger of the, the business guy so um keep on talking because I'm gonna I Gloria Allred is a champion of the left and a champion for He's battered a, women yes and does all these kinds of representations uh, like uh uh, I mean, how many cases that she's represented where women have been abused and, and whatever. Now, the funny thing is, she has a daughter. And her daughter is Lisa Bloom. Ooh, she's a problem. And Lisa Bloom happens to have been Harvey Weinstein's attorney. Ain't that 
Ain't that such a com- ain't that such a convenient it, reality? Isn't that incestuous in a way? You know, I mean, come on, guys. I think it's, it's more incestuous. How how long ago did they meet? <laughs> That's what you really got to ask. Well, it's mother and daughter. One is on one side of the fence, and on the other. No, I mean, when did Weinstein meet Bloom? Like when she was twelve, or when she was oh, older? Oh, I don't know, oh. man. Hey, bro, you know, all these things are possible. He groomed her to be his attorney. Well, yeah, groom and bloom. Groom and bloom. <laughs> bloomed her to be his attorney. Blooms bloomers. <laughs> I used to, what did you just say? Blooms bloomers? Oh, my God. Blooms bloomies. Dot com. Anyway. Now they're, now they're notice on the air. We're, you know, here in the Blink Radio Studio, 94.5, WSQFradio.com on live stream. We have a bunch of, you know, you know TV channels on. And we can see that the CNN pushing Colin Kaepernick to be hired. If if he sucks as a quarterback, what are you going to hire to him? And what the NFL is going to pay his salary because no owner wants him. Well, at this point, I wouldn't doubt if they hire him because look at Roger Goodell. He has bent over and grabbed his tippy toes. You know his so, father. You know his father was the only guy who turned his back on Richard Nixon's reelection. Really? And they co- it cost him his reelection. That's Goodell's dad. Well, Roger Goodell is is a slime ball. I mean, to be honest with you, he makes fifty three million dollars a year, and quite frankly, it's the biggest waste of uh, NFL money. Uh, it, he totally has abandoned the team. The owners are are fed up with him, but they can't get him out of there. Come on, they just gave him a raise last year, like a th- uh, twice his salary. Even after the fifty-three million dollars, dude, it's it's a highway robbery, and you and I see it in our ticket price. I was using ticket holders, so I can complain all I want, but this is the first year in my life. Uh, my father got these tickets in nineteen sixty-nine or seventy, and then when he passed away, I, you know, I basically took them over, and this is the first year I leased the tickets out because I couldn't stand what Ross had done to the team by emptying the team right before the season. Mm-hmm. I just find that insulting. And then the coach came from the Patriots, and the general manager was from the Jets. He was from the Jets, came to Miami, and then then was taken over to the Patriots. Nancy Pelosi, Democratic Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, advances in the general election. She will face she will face a challenger, according to California primary rules. The top two candidates move on to the general election in November. Second place was secured by attorney Shahid Batar, the person she beat in the primary. See what happens when you have a single-party rule? You realize the Republic is not even in the final. Why? Because when you guys term-limited California, just like when we term-limited Florida, all the good politicians can't run again. And get what? The ones who are new will easily vote for a jungle primary where the top vote-getters get in, like a PTA or like a uh, country club member, the top vote getter, like Keep Kane, Keep Kane, the top vote getters get into the Keep Kane Council. It's not by party affiliation. These people have done this to the largest state in the union. Mm-hmm. Think about it. She just beat Batar in the primary, and the Republican is challenging her because he wins his primary. That's the person I was speaking highly about. But guess what? Batar got more votes in the primary against Pelosi. It's disgusting. We have communism in California. Nobody even. Finds this unconstitutional. Why? Because the political parties are private entities. Right. They're not regulated by the state. Nope. We, Democrats have to fix their own house. And guess what? They want her in there. With 99% of the precincts reporting, Pelosi took nearly 90,000 votes, while Baltar only earned 15,000 votes. Pelosi is currently serving 
her 17th congressional term. She was first elected in 1987. This is a problem, America. You guys get what you vote for. Every village gets what it deserves. Right. Plain and simple. It's the saddest thing. And the Republican challenger didn't even make the second place squad when he should have been it should have been him against her, real opposition. Instead, it's the person she beat in the primary because he got more votes than the Republican guy. <coughs> Tell me that ain't the saddest thing. I want you guys to know that. Google jungle primaries. And uh it's it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Let me see here. Remember, I have lapis lingui. And I want to make sure I'm not uh, being hyperbolic again by misquoting what it's actually called. I believe it's jungle primaries. Um, there, there's a name for, let's see if I got it right, because I always doubt myself. Blanket primaries, Wikipedia says they're called jungle primaries. Jungle primaries, an election in which all candidates for elected office run at the same primary regardless of the political party also known as blanket primary, open primary, or top two primary. The top two candidates who receive the most votes advance to the, the next round, which is the general round, similar to the runoff election. Do you realize how they just scammed you, the American voter? They just discouraged and made it impossible for the Republicans to ever face a general election against Pelosi? So you get the same asswipe politician? This is your issue. This is America's issue. How in the hell did the California vote itself out of existence? That's what they did. They voted themselves out of existence. It's just that simple, and it's so sad because it's a huge state. So guess what? Based on that law, <coughs> why would Trump even fly to California? It's so absurd. I'm, I'm coughing. It's a waste. It's a waste of time and, and, and energy. And quite frankly, I... Uh, I mean, look at the different cities run by Democrats and how they're all falling apart. Minneapolis, Chicago, Atlanta. They're all falling apart. Atlanta. Atlanta's beautiful, by the way. Yeah, it is. Atlanta, the city of Atlanta hasn't fallen apart yet, but soon. Well, it's look at what happened with this guy. It's being burned down. Yeah, it's being torn apart by these elements that are being there. What people don't seem to realize is that they're being, unfortunately, the black population is being manipulated. Well, they're thanking you because they don't want to be called African-American. They well, are black. I'm calling them black. I'm not, there's no such thing as african And we can say that because we're brown. Do you consider yourself brown even no, though you're lighter than me? No way. I do. I, I, I consider myself I brown. I consider myself This white. is what I say to the brown. And you know what? Brown power! I, honestly, honestly, I, I just... Uh, you know, I, you have a, you're the second person I know that has this complex when you don't want to realize that Anglo-Americans see you as a brownie. Well, they can see me whatever they want. Where do you I come from, Asturias? Where yeah, do you come uh, from? What part of Spain? My parents come from uh, Mallorca and from, from Southern from Spain, Ma- Madrid. Yeah. Oh no, from the center of Spain. Yeah, I'm. I'm Mallorca a, center. I am Euro-American. Okay. Wow. <laughs> if you're Euro-American, I had to accept that I'm French-American. But I'm, the truth is, like Franco-American, isn't that a, a, a spaghetti and meatballs thing? Uh, I'll go for the meatballs. The spaghetti, <laughs> you can have the spaghetti, but I'll take the meatball. Anyway. Yeah, I come from the Pyrenees Mountains, and I think that's why um, I'm kind of reddish. You're from Andorra, then? Yeah, I, no, that's high. Mm-hmm. It's no, you're right. It is north, but it's high I up knew, in the highlands. I knew, I knew a girl from uh, the Pyrenees Mountains are very high. Andorra is a little, 
municipality up there that's really its own nation with its own yeah, it is. with its, its own it's tax actually, system. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tax shelter. For a it's lot of a tax shelter for Putin and his homies. Yeah, for a lot of people. and Chavitas that are up yeah. there now. Yeah. Yep, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg. All right, so what do we got to say in the last seven minutes of our show? Anyway, what are we going to call this show anyway? Anyway, what I want to say first of all is I'm and, and there are certain aspects, you know, you, you try to find a silver lining in things. And and you can't do it, America. You get to sell yachts and real estate. What's happening in New York City, in New York State, in New Jersey, the exodus of people that are coming to South Florida, coming to our beautiful state, as well as Tennessee and as well as Texas, but primarily down here because of our beautiful weather. And they're coming here, and they're going to have a lot more money in you their pocket. You think they'll come to my house and and and, and buy it from me? I think. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do that. Uh, I think that's why uh, not. That's I mean, come strategy. on, what the hell? Come on that's down, plan, find out where right? I live. It's uh, planned. And buy me out so anyway, I can go to Andorra. Anyway, these people are coming down here with. Uh, they're gonna be very happy because they're gonna have more money in their pocket because they're not being choked out by a usurious government system. Wait, state wait, wait, system. wait, wait, that's over my head. You, 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 usurious. Usurious. Usury is loan sharking. Oh, loan sharking. That's Shylocking. Right. I'm glad that you uh, made that clear to me because I was bamboozled or b- I was bamboozled. I was bamboozled. There you go. Usury, yes. Yeah, thank you, you. I love getting educated here because yeah. here on Blink Radio, where I blink once, I said it, blink twice, you missed it. I learned things. Anyway, so yes, uh, they're they're coming down here and they're coming down here with a lot of money, and they're going to have even more money left over at the end of the year because they're not being choked out by this terrible systems in in their former states. And that's going to give them the opportunity to be able to enjoy a much more luxurious, much more pleasant lifestyle. I happen to be in the real estate business, and I'm happy to serve them. I'm with Berkshire Hathaway, and I also am with United Yacht. And uh, that basically gives me the opportunity to... To see wealthy people, talk to them, and chat them, and ask them, why the hell... Are you leaving your state? Just like, That's why did right. you leave your state? How and long ago did you leave New York? Oh, I left when I was 26. And but it was because of your virginity or because of the policies of your state? Well, for a variety of reasons, but most of all because I was I was basically he didn't striking say anything. out on my own. He was, you know what that means, you know, the virginity thing. Yeah. <laughs> they set you up, bro. Because <laughs> it was striking out on my own. <laughs> Busted! No, no first down. Third okay. and one. And I'm not punt. saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Um, did you have any, uh, since we both had similar upbringings very far away, since we have Cuban parents, was there ever a time where you bought into what you perceived to be liberal politics? Because of your you education? Know, my, my father was a district leader in Newark, New Jersey, of as the a unions. Republican. As a Republican. But uh, machinist yeah. unions, a labor my union? My father political. was part of the tra- Teamsters. He was a Teamster. Oh, that is kick-ass. That's a perfect way to end five five minutes. Yes. Give us. And I'm going to shut up. You tell mo- me exactly what's up with that. A, was a charter member of the International Ladies' Garment Workers' Union. Oh, dude, tell me what that was like. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Both of them passed away. Rest in peace, man. You yeah. can say these things. Say the dirty. My fa- Here on Blink Radio, we get to hear the good stuff. My father was a closet Republican among Teamsters. Okay. So if he did he ever express opinion that he could not express his views, or they would shut him mm-hmm. up, or would he mouth off and say? My father was the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. So he wouldn't Everybody pick fights within him. the union. Everybody would love him. He's He made... He was a district leader that basically said, 
What yeah. was his role in real life in terms of what was he, he a trucker to, teamster or was he, was he a, a trucker? My trucker too. My dad drove a truck. Yeah. So, so he was a real and teamster, drove, teamster. And I hate to say, well, I don't hate to say it. You don't have to say it. My yeah. father didn't smoke or drink or anything, and yet he worked uh, thirty years for the New Jersey Tobacco Company. And, and moving, moving, moving the tobacco, the finished product, just delivering it to different stores and businesses, supermarkets, whatever, to, uh, cigars, cigarettes. He was, he was lucky. He was lucky. You remember? Wow. That is really cool. Yeah. So he got lucky he didn't get choked for selling illegal cigarettes in New York. No, no. He, he dodged was, the bullet. He was, and my mom. I guess because he wasn't a brown. My mom, uh, we had a couple. My mom had a factory of her own eventually, but uh, she uh, worked uh, as, as Worked as the garments mom. and then learned how to stitch. See how, see how America, you perfect mom, your skills and then you move on up? And my mother actually made things. So she became white. like a vendor or subcontractor to no, someone else? she did. Uh, she was a. F uh, she made wedding dresses, uh, sweet sixteen dresses. Oh, fantastic! All That's the money fancy in that stuff. All the fancy stuff. So she had to be a, somewhat of a socialite she to made, sell the stuff. All or no? my female cousins had my mother make their wedding dresses. Wow, they that's were, and you know my my grandfather, my mother's side was apparently a very prominent uh, um, tailor yeah, in Cuba. In Havana, in Cuba, my mother had her own company. Never met my grandparents, that, by the way. That she started when she was sixteen. And she wound up selling to stores. Uh, one of them was uh, La Epoca, which is a big store. Big, a huge like a, department store like in Havana. A, like a Macy's. Or and Castro sent his goons out there to burn it. Uh, but what's another one? Uh, La Epoca was one. And, and, and you were born in the States like me? I was the first one in my family to be born in the United States. I'm, I'm from... Yeah, I'm the first one in my family to be born in the United States, but the born? second child. My parents... Yeah, my my older brother was born in Cuba, so yeah. I am the first. I like how that sounds. I didn't never never said that to myself. I'm the first yeah. born in my family to be born in the United States, uh -huh. I'm but the, not the first cousin because I'm the first gringo. Uh wait a second. Oh my god. Uh you know what? I can't remember if my cousin was born before me. I think I'm older than her, because Eddie and my and my brother Robert are from the the two brothers. They were born in Cuba. Then both both my dad and his brother had ch second children. I was one, and she was the other. But I don't know if she was born before I, me. I think I'm older than her. Therefore, I'm the first in my family. Albie Dickens, I'm back on the big rock. Anyway, so yeah, so guys, come on down to New to to South Florida. I'm happy. No to, income tax. Uh, nope. No income and tax. You don't get to write off your a real estate tax. Sorry. Friendlier government, friendlier state, better weather, beautiful landscape, over eleven hundred miles of beach. Uh, it's you just can't beat Florida. I mean, and the, you hear that? So we're signing off. Yeah. Stay free, my friends. Stay free, Henry. Uh, unfortunately, I'm jealous because he has a candy bar named after me, and I only have a children's show. I'm Handy Manny. He's <laughs> old Henry. This is. Blink Radio, WSUF. Take care. Stay free, my friends.